When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Brian Hyatt, and this is Rolling Stone Music Now. So today we're going to be playing an interview I did the other day with Liam Gallagher here in the Sirius XM studios. Liam has his first ever solo album, As You Were, coming out in October, and I've heard a lot of it, and it's I hope even Liam wouldn't be insulted for me to say it's surprisingly good in the sense that he's not a songwriter doesn't consider himself a songwriter and he wrote or co-wrote every song on the album and you know it really captures some of what was great about Oasis and I also was hanging out with him a bunch this weekend for an upcoming story in Rolling Stone and my sense was and this is kind of funny given what happened afterwards my sense was that he had really kind of matured mellowed did not seem as volatile was funny and charming and it kind of belied the myth that you know Noel was the charming, talented one, and Liam was the belligerent dude who just had a a cool singing voice. Of course, then he promptly walked off stage at Lollapalooza after 20 minutes, which then made me wonder whether I hadn't seen all of what's going on with him, but you know, it's possible his voice just blew out, which is what he said. And now we're going to play my hopefully pretty entertaining chat with Liam Gallagher, recorded right here. I saw uh, your show Friday night with uh, in a very small, very crowded, very excited room. Mm. How did that feel, especially to play at such a, a, a tiny place? Yeah, man, I thought it was all right. Very punky and very New York and that. So, yeah, very old school. I liked it. I mean, it had its moments. It wasn't perfect, but nothing is in life, is it? You know what I mean? But I, it had moments of, yeah, I got, my, I got my kicks anyway, for sure. When you're singing these songs, especially the old ones, when you sing uh, Wonderwall, and you, you didn't sing Champagne Supernova, but when you do sing that, do you ever think, like, what was Noel on about? What was he talking about? Or on some level, do, do you just get it? Yeah, I get it, man, totally. Without that, I don't know what he's on about. <laughs> and I think, the, I think when you find out what he's on about, it won't make any sense anyway, you know what I mean? So I'd prefer to just live in, live in uh, just, I don't want to, you don't, I think some things don't need explaining all the time, you know what I mean? Once it's explained, then the whole mystery of everything is over, you know what I mean? Like, people look for the, the answer to life and all that, but once you get it, what what you can do with it, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's like just, just dig the vibe, man, dig what's going on. Like you the never, search is the most important thing, isn't it? Did you ever ask him, like, who is Sally? Sally, can we, oh, what are you I know talking who about? She, well, I know who she was. She's just a bird, isn't it? <laughs> she was a girl. I think she was just a girl. I mean, we know we knew a few Sallys round up, round our way and that. <laughs> but there was one. I mean, she could be any, could be anyone, couldn't it? Really? You're a true believer in rock and roll. I think that's uh, a great thing about you. And, and uh, you have uh, ideas about what is rock and roll and what is not rock and roll. You're very clear on that. Hmm. One, one thing I was curious about is where do those ideas come from? Like, who informed your idea of like what rock and roll is and what rock and roll isn't? I still kind of don't know what it really is about, you know what I mean? Again, I mean, I know it involves guitars and it involves loud music. Me, my kind of rock and roll involves loud music with a lot of melody, you know what I mean? Now, you ask some other geezer, they'll go, it's loud melody with a load of shouting, like, you know, like heavy rock stuff, and that's not my kind of thing, you know what I mean? 
then once you get past the music, it's about, I guess it's about living an interesting life, isn't it? You know what I mean? And getting yourself in, just just having an interesting life, you know what I mean? Getting up to things, you know what I mean? Going out your house for a walk, seeing what happens, meeting fucking weirdos and getting navigating your way through the night, you know what I mean? And the day, you know what I mean? Not, it's certainly not about making music and then going home and reading a novel, you know what I mean? Putting your feet up and having cocoa. It's about, it's about getting into shit, you know what I mean? That's what I think anyway. Has your idea of what rock and roll is? Keith Moon, he was rock and roll. Yeah. Ultimate rock and roll. Great drummer. Great at what he did, but loved to go out and have a bit of a night after, you know, let his hair down after it, you know what I mean? And sometimes you get in a situations, but he seemed to always get out of him. Obviously, he's not here, but I know people that, I know people that die young who have not lived a rock and roll life, so people can go, yeah, well, you know, people who live a rock and roll lifestyle, they die young, you know what I mean? All that's like, well, I know loads of people that are florists that died young. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it doesn't fucking matter. When you're meant to go, you're meant to go. And yet, as we discussed, you're doing great. You you haven't self-destructed. You you no, kept yourself together. No, somehow. because I tell you what, man. I, I I know what I know when. Uh, like I said to you the other day, I know when the party's over, man. I know, like, I, you know, I I've gone for three days. You know what I mean? And as you get older, you sort of just think, you know what? I can't I can't be doing with these hangovers, and I can't be doing with it. You know what I mean? So get out of my room. I'm having a lie down. You know what I mean? But certainly, you know, the last I've not had, you know I've not had a, since we've been in New York. I've not really had a bit of a. I've not had a drink yet, but I've got a day off after tonight. So tonight I'll go out and have a little drink, you know what I mean? Mm. And have a bit of a laugh. And it won't go too mad or that, because we've got a lot on, but yeah. I know I kind of, I've got a bit of discipline, man. Whereas when you're young, you don't care, do you? Because you're young and you've got no fear, you know what I mean? But as you get older, things don't work as much, you know what I mean? The voice takes a bit of time to wake up or your head sort of just, it's just uh, you know what it's like. How old are you? Uh, 43. See, you're in the same neck of the woods as me. It hurts. Sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you used to get into fights from time to time. Yeah. What was that about? Well, it was normally with press, like people who, you know, sticking cameras in my kids' faces or my faces, and I think just being in my personal space, and I don't care how many, I don't care who you are, what band you're in or what job you do, everyone deserves their personal space, you know what I mean? Now, if I'm coming out of a nightclub and I'm being naughty or whatever, then yeah, take your picture, you know what I mean? Or I'm with people that I'm not meant to be with. Yeah, take your picture, I guess, you know what I mean? If I'm walking down the road with my kids, man, you know what I mean? Don't be putting cameras in my kids' face, you're going to boot you in your bollocks, simple as that. It's I mean, that's, that's that. hard to argue with, yeah. Well, I don't go out of my way, I don't go out of my way to have fights with people. I prefer, like John Lennon said, non-violence. I'm a pretty chill guy, you know what I mean? If I'm pretty, I'm pretty placid guy, you know what I mean? I'm pretty chilled, you know what I mean? You ask people that I really know and, I, and I'm one of the nicest guys around, but if people are in your personal space, they need to be told, don't they? I mean, they don't fucking listen. Was there also a thing, you hear this from action stars, like guys who play action heroes in movies, they would go out to a, a pub and people would be, want to test them because they had this reputation. Yeah. Did you have in your own way a thing yeah. where people would be like, oh, you think you're... Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I, don't, and I get it, you know what I mean? I totally get it, you know what I mean? But once you sit down with people and have a chat and have a beer and that, you know, I've, I've turned many nasty situations into... Some serious lovings, man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. I can diffuse it as well, you know what I mean? Because I'm not, you know, I know, I, know, I know how to speak to people. I've got good social skills, me, man, believe it or not. I've seen it, I've seen it. And you choose now. When you, you know, I mean, I stopped going out in London a long time ago, you know what I mean? Like, after the 90s and I, it was like, I was done with it, you know what I mean? And, like, when the camera phones come in and I was like, you know what, I'm not going out. I just stick to my area now. I very rarely go into the city, you know what I mean? I go in in the morning, get what I've got to get. And then I just sort of stay around my neck of the woods, you know what I mean? And the people that live around my way, they sort of, they see me every day, so they're sort of bored, you know what I mean? I mean, it's not a big deal, you know what I mean, to see me walk down the road with with um, a, 
with me shopping, you know what I mean, or in the pub, you know what I mean, or running on the heath, you know what I mean, so it's like, they go, all right, so I get on all right with my locals. I was thinking watching you play on Friday night, what a challenge you made for yourself, because when you acknowledge you're going to be playing some Oasis songs, but then you're going to be largely playing stuff from the Soul album, you have to write stuff that not only stands up in the abstract against it, it has to stand right next to it. You have to make sure that it's not going to you know, drive people out of the room while they're yeah. waiting for the next Oasis song. So how do you kind of deal with that idea in your head? Well, I don't know. I don't subconsciously write. I don't sit there and go, right, I have to write. If I was to sit and go, right, I'm going to write a song as good as Oasis, it ain't happening, man. You know what I mean? They're good songs, you know what I mean? And they mean a lot to people. They've been around a long time. So the people are very, very acquainted with them. So I'm not daft enough to think, a song I wrote last year is going to stand up against these songs that have been around sweaty years but you got to start somewhere you know what I mean and I, I'm not saying my songs are better than Oasis songs they're just my songs and I have to play them because that's what it's all about and I ain't scared to play them and it, you know I ain't scared one bit to play them up again I ain't scared to play them next to an Oasis song I ain't scared to play them next to a Beatles song or a Rolling Stones song for that matter yeah, I'm not scared about anything you know what I mean you've got to play them at some point you know what I mean there will be people that like them and there will be people that won't like them but you've got to move with the time you've got to keep me otherwise if that was the case you'd just sit in your house all day wouldn't you scratching your head waiting for Oasis to get back together and that ain't happening man I've got things to do and they stood up man I mean they stood thank you, you well, can feel it you know thank you but they're definitely they're definitely as loud as them they might not <laughs> They might not be skillfully as rote as them, but I think some of them are, you know what I mean? The whole thing about Oasis and the Beatles, which you touched on earlier, I mean, to me, Oasis never sounded much like the Beatles at all. Nah, I at don't all. think they did. I thought we were, we were more punky and more, I think we sounded more like the Pistols when we first started, and we were a bit more stonesy, and I don't think we sounded like the Beatles. I mean, we talked about them a lot, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. And we still do, I guess, and we try to look like them, or that was the kind of look we were going for, and... But yeah, I mean, we had a few moments, you know, we played bad strings and, you know, harmonies and that, but I don't think we sounded really much like him. Be Here Now, which, you know, you played the title track the other night and it has, has some great songs on it. Uh, it also, it's one of those albums that the making of has gone down into legend, that, that it was like that you guys went nuts or something during making it, that it was it mm. was just coke and excess and mm. indulgence. And what, what are your memories, good and bad, of that, <clears throat> that those well, sessions? Be Here Now, I think it started in... I can't remember much about it. It started in Abbey Road, and I think we got kicked out of Abbey Road because right. we were making too much noise and we wouldn't go <laughs> home at night like normal. Well, a lot of people in them studios, they sort of, the nine to fivers, you know what I mean? They go in and they do the thing, they're doing like film scores and that, and like they'd get off and they'd come back, and we were sort of like there 24 hours still fucking, you know what I mean? I don't think they'd seen anything like it, you know what I mean? So it was like they got asked, we got politely asked to leave and that. So we left, and then we went to George Martin's studio in Air Studios, which is in Hampstead. And then we carried on there. But yeah, there was a lot of people coming through the doors, you know what I mean? Like friends hanging out and not even friends, people we didn't even know, you know what I mean? Just coming in and drinking and... It was good, man. I like, I mean, I kind of like that. I mean, I mean, I prefer to be there after we've done the job, you know what I mean? After the work and that. So there was people in there in the daytime and... You know what? It's what we signed up for, man. You know what I mean? I like that album. I think it's a great album. I guess in hindsight, it could have been better, but... What's hindsight, man? When you're living, the, when you're living the dream, man. You know what I mean? You're doing, you're in the moment, aren't you? Do you remember a sense of because people were waiting for that album? There was a sense that you guys were shooting for your masterpiece. Do you remember like the conversations about yeah. the goals and or, like how hard you guys were pushing? Well, I think we that? shot our load with Morning Glory, haven't we? Morning Glory, come, we didn't expect Morning Glory to take off as big as it did. So I think being also, I don't know what he sold, but is it seven million copies? 
you know, people that people that die for that man these days. You know what I mean? So it was definitely. I think Morning Glory sold eighteen or whatever it sold. It was sold a lot anyway. So it might have sold half of that. So in in the world of knobheads, I guess it's a failure. You know what I mean? But in the in reality, it's still a good selling album. You know what I mean? I mean, people would kill for a seven million seller album right now. Do you know I mean, what I mean? It's unimaginable. So, do you yeah. know what I mean? So listen. We know, I we know that we didn't. We took our eye off the ball a little bit, but we've been grafting since definitely maybe morning glory. We've been touring all that tackle. With money started coming in, buying houses and stuff and cars and you know nice clothes and that. And it was like we were just like he's wrote the songs. It'll be a doddle, you know what I mean? You just feel a bit. You just think you feel a bit fearless, you know what I mean? But you know, so we were probably drinking too much and you know other things and all that tackle, but. Fuck it, you know what I mean? We've been grafting our asses off, you know what I mean? So it's time to have a bit of a party. We thought rock and roll would take care of itself, and it kind of did, you know what I mean? But it just wasn't one of our. I mean, I like that album. People, I know people. I've never heard anyone say it was shit except for no. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the, 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 you know, the press might have picked holes in it and stuff like that, and a few of them, but the majority of every fan I've ever met, and I've met them all pretty much, not all of them, but most of them, they all dig it, you know what I mean? And I like it. So the only person that really kicks, puts the boot in is really Noel, and I think he's out of order for it but I guess it's his songs he can do what he likes you said that no you said on Friday I fucking sound great on that album you know potato <laughs> that's what counts yeah. I fucking sound great you know what I mean he's digging me out you can dig your long songs and your slash guitar solos and stuff like that but I was the bollocks on that record mm, maybe that's I'll, why he doesn't I'll, like it I'll have you know exactly. you sounded too good mm. You said that Noel actually, maybe after Be Her Now, started slipping a bit in his songwriting. You, 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 were, you were kind of pondering that on Friday. If so, if so, maybe. did you ever ch- did you ever push him? Did you ever say, "Man, you need to"? I, I think these songs aren't good enough. Forever? No, no, no. Because I've I, no, no. I've loved every song that he's ever wrote. To be honest, mm. honest to God, man. I just think, and like I said before, we might have all been taking our eye off the ball a bit. You know what I mean? And like really excessing and just you know just not really turn up for work a little bit hungover and you know just stuff like that you know what I mean and like maybe I guess in everyone's life I was probably going out drinking too much and whatever and he was probably going out doing the same and you know so that'll do you know what I mean kind of thing you know what I mean that song will do maybe he sort of like wasn't as focused as he was on the first two albums but I still I, I love that I love every song he's written man I thought they were good man I, I thought yeah I don't think he I liked him the the ghost. I certainly wouldn't turn around and go, yeah, mate. Songwriting's getting a bit shit, you know what I mean? Because that doesn't, that doesn't. I don't think that would go down well. The <laughs> ghost of a of this like quote unquote Oasis reunion haunts like every conversation you've been having in New York. Oh, Everyone keeps. It's does it does it drive you does it drive you crazy to be continually asked about it or? No, I don't mind being asked about it, but I don't like I don't. I, it does me in when when apparently I'm giving people false hopes. The English press seem to think that I'm going around giving the fans hope mm. and then in the same breath or the next interview shooting them down I never said it all I said the other day when I was on that Beats radio was before we get back together if we ever get back together we'd have to become brothers and friends again and then once I, I imagine once that happens and we start hanging out or whatever you know what I mean and we're mates and we're talking to each other on a nice respectful level and then I guess there would be inevitably you know what I mean we would probably go fuck it we take the fucking band out for the spin, go on tour. You know what I mean? Because I know he wants to do it, and I know I know I want to do it. You know what I mean? It's just there's other things stopping it, and I don't know what that is. I know he doesn't want to be playing a supporting you soon, playing a, a, a third of a stadium half empty when he could do it himself with his brother. So 
that's all I said. And then the next day, the press are going, oh, yeah, the band are getting back together. They're going to make music. And then I said, we haven't spoken for nine years. And like, everyone's going, oh, well, you know, it's like, I'm not giving anyone false hope. They know right. the drill. You're being very clear. They yeah. know the drill. You ask me a question, I'll be honest with you. They know the drill. I would prefer to be speaking about an Oasis album than a Liam, al Liam solo album. And I know Noel Gallagher would because we're better together then we're never going to reach the heights of what we did separately. You know what I mean? And I, I'm well aware of that. And so is he. Do you hear stuff on his solo work where you're like, I could sing that. Without like a doubt. He's first out. Everybody, some good songs, everybody on the run. And I, that was meant to be on our, the next album we were meant to be doing. There was a few songs on there that I sang even, you know what I mean? With Dave Sardi up in the studio in LA. Oof. I think everybody on the run. I've done a couple of versions of them, man. So that must be a little so frustrating. That, it exists as an Oasis uh, song. Yeah, man. And he whipped some off because he obviously knew this is what I'm trying to say to people. People don't get it, man. They think I'm just whinging like a fucking whinging jilted bride. He knew that he was going to make that move, you know what I mean, to the solo thing. So he went, I'll have a bit of that. That sounds good. I'll have a bit of that. And this was years before Paris. Right. So, you know what I mean? Where I've got there's versions of him knocking about. Gem's got versions of him. Dave Sardi will have versions of him. There's about four songs on that, on that album, on the last one as well, and the first one, mm. that I've sang on. That's wild. How, is, is how much unreleased crazy. Oasis stuff is there in general? In, in general, is there a box set worth of? I reckon there's some, but it'll be all him singing them. I don't think you know he, uh, he, he got into that world of uh, I'll do the singing, the demos. You know what I mean? So you go to the pub, mate, and I'll do. So they'll all be no singing, but which is fine because um, I hear a lot of people like his voice. <laughs> if Oasis did get back together, who who's the ideal lineup? Who who would you want to be with you guys? It's an interesting one, man. I mean. I've got massive love for Bonehead mm. and I've got massive love for Gwigs. You know, I love Tony McCall as well, but I don't think he'd be... I mean, I'd love to do it again with Gwigs and Bonehead, man, without a doubt. You know what I mean? I haven't seen Gwigs for a long time. I know he lives he lives in London still, but I haven't spoken to him for a long time. I see Bonehead a lot. Bonehead's got it together. I, I, I would love that. There was something about him, man. I don't care what anyone says. Gem and Andy are great musicians, but there's something about him whitey, I guess. You know what I mean? I think there's something about... they. They just, it was the meat and veg, man. It wasn't muso, you know what I mean? Mm. Gem and Andy are great musicians, and I'm dare I say it, they're, they're really, you know, they are really good, but it got a bit muso for me, Oasis, where they, Oasis with Bonehead and Griggs was just fucking the meat and veg. It was so, so it out, yeah. Yeah, man, I think we've we done some of the best gigs there, you know what I mean? When you can be too good, you know what I mean? If you know what I mean? For rock and roll, for sure, yeah. Yeah, man. I think the Stones were never really great players, you know what I mean? But they just stuck to what they did, you know what I mean? And like the faces and stuff, you know what I mean? They're great musicians and that, but you know, you gotta just, you know what I mean? Build it, I don't know, you know what I mean? You can get a bit too flash, you know what I mean? Supersonic is just, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd like to go back with the old lineup, to be perfectly honest. Recording the new album, how many ideas did you have for just like, here's how the guitar should sound, here's how the drum should hit, here's how the parts, are, or how much of it just came? Like, how did that all work? Well, we didn't have much, because we weren't a band at the time. It was just me, Dan, and the producer, and I'd bring in me two guitars, he'd bring in the egg bass and the guitars, there was like a couple of amps, so we didn't have loads of stuff around to work with, you know what I mean? So we just sort of made with what we got doing, you know what I mean? But it sounded good, man. And yeah, so we weren't in there really tinkering away, we just in, we sort of just bashed it out, you know what I mean? And the next album will be different, you know what I mean? Hopefully, if we do one, you know what I mean? Maybe we'll have a bit more to play with, but I think you can have, sometimes you can have too much stuff, you know what I mean? Like too much, uh, Production, experimentation. Yeah, or just like 40 guitars. Oh, I think I'll get the 45 or the 67 or, you know what I mean? It's like, just <laughs> get the one that sounds good. If it sounds good, play it in, record it, let's go to the pub, you know what I mean? You can have too much dilly-dallying around, you know what I mean? Oh, let's get that snare, that £100,000 snare. I remember there was one time we were doing a 
doing something in LA and that, this geezer was going, the stairs not quite right, should we go and get the python? <laughs> I was like, what's the fucking python? It's the python. <laughs> and he's like, a £100,000 stair. I'm like, ah, look, leave it out, mate. You know what I mean? So yeah, you can get you can overindulge some time in the studio and I think that's not a good thing. On the second BDI album, you got really experimental and it was interesting. And now, But now you've kind of, you, you kind of veered back to straight rock and roll. Yeah, I, I, I prefer it that way, man. I think it, it's good for the voice, you know what I mean? I think, I mean, I do like psychedelic records and that, but I do like a bit of, you know, dreamy wahoo, but I just prefer straight out and out rock and roll numbers, man. You know what I mean? You ain't nothing, you know, Hound Dog by Elvis, that's where I'm at at the moment, that kind of thing. Cold Turkey, John Lennon, you know what I mean? The Pistols, that kind of, that's just what, because there's no one doing it. And I think that's, that's what I want to do anyway. I certainly don't want to make a prog rock record. Although that'd be interesting. Well, anything I do would be interesting, I guess. <laughs> You but it's, it's time to get back to basics, man. It's time to build, build it, build it. Go back to the, you know, build it from the bottom, all the way up again. Was your sense when Oasis first started? Were you consciously trying to bring it, bring back rock and roll when so many things were going in other directions? Was that was that a, a conscious thing? Yeah, without a doubt, we certainly there was no. At that time, there was a lot of bands in Manchester. There was a lot of dance bands, and everyone was using drum machines. You know what I mean? Fuels Gold by the Rolls. It was all. It was like just a button, you know what I mean? <laughs> so we definitely listened to a lot of the faces, the pistols, the Beatles, you know, real classic, you know, proper classic, you know, music, classic lineup. So it was definitely that, you know what I mean? We didn't even have a keyboard player at the time, you know what I mean? So just stuff like that, you know what I mean? It was definitely just back to basics, yeah. The thought of a drum loop is, you know, someone would have got a bat around their head if there was any of that going down. And even to this day, you know what I mean? We never really messed about with that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? How has it felt to just be back in front of a microphone where you belong? Just the, like the, the best, the best. I love it, man. I'm having a, I'm having a, just loving singing me singing. You know what I mean? I love singing. You know what I mean? I'm not here. I'm not here for the celebrity world. I've done all that nonsense. You know what I mean? I've, I've done it. Seen through. I'm just here to do some gigs. Try and turn the next rock and roll people onto it. Or the young kid down the front. You know what I mean? Try and shake them, move them. You know what I mean? I've no time for partying with. Brad Pitt or anything I'm sure he's a nice guy and all that and he throws a great party but I'm not interested mate you know what I mean I just want to go and do do me gigs try and move some try and muster up some feelings in some you know the youth the next generation man I carry the torch on you know what I mean that's what it's all about you know what I mean were you ever seduced by celebrity even for a minute uh, no I don't think I was actually man I don't think I was I've still got all you know I still don't no I don't think I was I mean I definitely like going out to nice places to eat and that but the amount of parties I've turned down, you know what I mean? So, you know, do you want to come and do this? Do you want to come and do that? And I, I'm turning them down constantly, you know what I mean? Do you want to come to this new show? I just know there's going to be knobheads there, you know what I mean? It was full <laughs> of knobheads in the 90s. Now it's full of knobheads with cameras right. on the phones, you know what I mean? So I'm like, nah, mate, I'd rather stay in. Knobheads with cameras even worse than, than regular knobheads. Well, yeah, do you know what I mean? But, you know, I listen, I've been, to, I've been to fashion shows and all that tackle, but, you know, you'd only fool me once, man. You said that you were uh, practicing Maybe various. <laughs> you were practicing various Oasis songs. Not all of them. Some of them you rejected because you you felt like you maybe didn't have the top notes for yeah. them. Or, but were there other ones where you just like, man, I just don't feel singing this song anymore. It just doesn't feel real to me anymore. No, no, no. Every single song, man. I we tackle. No, every song. I could. You know, if I could, I would. I'd sing every single song because they do feel something to me. Because it's like. It's like looking at an old photograph or something, you know what I mean? It'll, it's me, in it? That's me who sang them, you know what I mean? I, I was there, I lived them, you know what I mean? I, I wore them constantly, day in, day out, you know what I mean? So any song, if I could, I could sing it. There's just a few there that I tried, and I just 
I couldn't give it what it really was. I couldn't give the... I didn't have the voice for it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, But maybe if I could go back and revisit it, you know what I mean, and maybe sort it out. But there was a few that I just thought, nah, I think that's I think that's that, that's for a 24-year-old Liam Gallagher, you know what I mean, not a 44. That's what I was thinking. But there's a few there's a few biggies that I've been tackling, and they've been going down well. So, yeah, I think I can still do a few, man. I'd say I'd be able to whack out 80% of Oasis songs. With Wonder Woman in particular, it's weird because the song is so well known that it's, I wouldn't say it's a joke, but it's like a, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's like the, there, there, there's jokes about it that you probably know. It's like this, the, the, the song that the dude brings out, the acoustic yeah, guitar yeah, starts yeah, singing. Yeah. So to have to be the guy singing it and deliver it credibly, there's a lot of stuff. It's like Zeppelin doing Stairway to Heaven or something. Yeah. You got to get a, all that out of your mind, I would imagine. No, I don't care. It's not a joke to me, man. Yeah. But if people have a laugh at it, feel free. It's a free world, man. Yeah. But when I sing it, it ain't no joke, man. You know what yeah. I mean? That's what I'm saying. You yeah. get there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it for real. And I certainly don't. I don't even know how to play it on guitar. That's the joke. <laughs> That's the that joke. Is, that is no, I seriously don't. My I, kid knows I, how to play it. I can show you too, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you can. I, but I seriously do not know how to play it on guitar. But, uh, no, I get what you... I get, you know, it's one of them big songs, which is, is a, you know, it's like anything. You get sick of things when you eat too much of it. You know what I mean? But I play it because I'm actually liking playing it again. You know what I mean with a cu- with just a guitar and a voice and a shaker. Mm. But um, yeah, I mean, people but, seem to like it. You know what I mean? If I, if I played it once and everyone went, "Oh no, it's boo, no, I've had enough of this," <laughs> and I obviously wouldn't play it. You know what I mean? No, well, the thing is, when you sang it, it was like none of that existed. It felt fresh and new and real, and that that's what. And I knew you somehow you got there in your head. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's just a wonderwall for me, man. I mean, I like it. It's a, it's been good to me, and I've been good to it. So how do you see the next few years? You're going to do this tour, and then what? I'm going to do this tour, see if the album means anything to anyone, because as much as it can mean something to just you, you know what I mean? There's no point of, no one wants to be going out on the road and no one's turning up, you know what I mean? And no one buying your, you know, we're here to to sell records, you know what I mean? And buy, you know, and do something, you know what I mean, with your music. So if it means something to people and people like it, and that really means something. You know, I know there's a lot of people out there that'll buy things just for the sake of buying it, you know what I mean? Because it's me and that. And there'll be a lot of people that will hate it without even listening to it that will just hate it because it's me, you know what I mean? But as long as it if it means something and touches people, then, and I'll be able to gauge that by the people that come to the gigs, you know what I mean? And yeah, definitely, we'll definitely have a bit of time off, reshuffle the pack and go and do another one. But there's no, if people don't want it, if the album comes out and it bombs, you know what I mean? There's no, there's no real point of doing another one, is there really? Well, except if you just want to, but yeah. No, I can, I could, I'm sure I'll make music, but putting it out there and going through the whole rigmarole of going around doing interviews and touring, touring's hard, man, it, and all that, especially at this age, you know, there's no point doing it if no, one's, if no one's turning up, you know what I mean? So I guess I'd do something else, you know what I mean? But I'd always write music in my house for my own pleasure and that. But um, I certainly won't change genre. I won't don't go and do an EDM record or anything mm. just to jump on that bandwagon to stay in the limelight, as they say. There is a, this like central paradox where you're so good at singing and interpreting and feeling these songs by someone that you on some level hate or can't get along with at all. This it's a isn't that a weird thing? I mean, like the, the you guys can't yeah, but, get along, but you're you you can feel every emotion he wrote. You can express yeah, but, his song yeah, better than he can. Yeah, but that's if you believe that. It's only going through him as well as as well though, innit? He's only a vessel, innit, in all of this, you know what I mean? So am I, you know what I mean? We're all vessels, you know what I mean? Without sounding like some dude or spiritual but that's what we are. They don't really belong to him. They don't belong to me, you know what I mean? They belong to whoever, you know what I mean? They belong to everyone, you know what I mean? So when I write a tune, I get up away from it and I, I feel like I've just had an out of body experience, you know what I mean? I don't feel like I'm actually physically writing a song. It's subconsciously coming through me. But I do believe it's getting 
sent to me and passed through me, you know what I mean? To be given to whoever, you know what I mean? Mm. So I'm feeling the emotion of the songs that, well, I just, you know what I mean? It's the, I don't know how to explain it, but you know what I mean? I don't feel they're just his, you know what I mean? The, the universes, you know what I mean? Fair enough. Liam Gallagher, thanks so much for you, being here. You're very welcome. We're going to be back with more Rolling Stone music now in just a moment. You just heard my interview with Liam Gallagher, who had a lot of fun things to say, including some really fascinating insights on a potential Oasis reunion. In short, he's incredibly honest, as he tends to be. And he says something like, I don't think anyone else would say while they're in the midst of promoting a solo album that hasn't even been released, which is he'd rather be promoting an Oasis album. And of course he would, but most people probably wouldn't admit that. And he really wants Oasis to get back together. It's pretty clear if it ever was in any doubt that Noel is the obstacle to this. Although he claims that Noel would actually like to be back in Oasis. Who knows? Maybe that's true. Uh, so anyway, it seemed like a good opportunity to fill out the show by talking about other bands that may or may not reunite. And I have Andy Green here from Rolling Stone to discuss that. Hey, Andy again. Hey, Brian. So Oasis, uh, on the Andy meter, uh, what, what are their chances of reuniting? You know, I have asked Noel about this several times. And he said once that you always want a band to reform and then there's so much interest. Then it finally happens and you stand at the back of the arena and are like, yeah, that don't sound so great. <laughs> Uh, That's true. That he does happen. He said yeah. the Stone Roses. He's he's like before they reform. There's so much interest in Stone Roses. They they were this legendary thing. Then they reform, and everybody's like, eh. Uh, but <laughs> do you but, know what's weird is a, Liam said exactly the same thing to me the other wow. day. Yeah. So, but all that said, they're in their mid forties, and with each year that passes, the interest and the money will go up and up and up. So I'd say the odds that they eventually tour. It could take 10 years. It could take 20 years. I'd put it at like 85%. And they are brothers, which causes a lot of the problems. But in the end, it also means that they cannot be completely out of touch forever. They just can't. Yeah. They have a mother and she's getting older and eventually they'll have to make decisions about her or see her again or visit her or whatever. You know, it's just sort of Not family. That's the third brother. I mean, the third brother there's is a third so brother. There's family. They will eventually have to speak again. And when someone comes to them and is like, guys, I'll give you $100 million. I don't care who you are. You eventually just say, fuck it, fine. Sure. Uh, and that, that leads us to the kinks, who are kind of almost the <laughs> counterexample to what you're saying, because you would think that before these guys you know, are ancient, they would reunite. It's just baffling. And they keep saying that it's about a year away, and they keep <laughs> saying the other one is the one stopping it. I've interviewed them both a million times, and- and they always blame somebody else. Um, Have you ever thought about just conference calling them without I've them? I've thought doing about it? that. I've thought about doing a conference call of Dave and Ray, but they speak again. They've hung out recently. That's what's really baffling. Is it just sort of they're old? Dave had some health problems, and so the idea of truly ramping up and doing like a huge arena tour is just kind of daunting. And I think that they have some money issues over how they share the money. Sure. All that said. I think the odds they do something, even if it's three concerts, I'd put it at like 45%. Another one that I can't believe won't happen is The Birds. I really would like that to happen. And so would Chris Hillman. So would David Crosby. They've begged Roger for years and years and years. I basically begged Roger myself. 
And he always goes, look, I have more money than I'll need. I'm not a flashy guy. I don't need a Porsche. I'm very content with my life now. The funny thing is Roger McGuinn, it's, yeah. people might not know this. They might think he's like retired, but actually, and he's a really cool yeah. guy. He goes around playing like these incredibly low key, like solo folk shows. He's constantly playing. Yeah, and he, it, he, he has a choice. He could like play these solo folk shows driving in like a bus with his wife or like maybe a car. Uh, and make like a thousand dollars a night, or he could, be, or he could do a huge birds reunion tour and make a ton of money. He chooses yeah. to do this other thing, and he plays mainly bird songs in his show. <laughs> so that's what makes it even crazier. I just think him and Crosby, they talk on Twitter, and they aren't at war or anything. I, I always find it super mu- amusing <laughs> when birds tweet at each other. I'm yeah. sorry, <laughs> yeah. they, they tweet. They, they constantly tweet at each other. But I think they never got along. And I think that their politics are, are, are very different now. They don't agree about mm. religion or politics. They have huge differences. And I just think he can't get along with, with Crosby for any long-term thing. It's very disappointing. I put that at like 20%. How about Simon and Garfunkel as long as we're on folk <laughs> stuff of the 60s? You know... It that's, feels like they just, they, I mean, they, did they, they officially break up again or they just sort of stopped touring? They stopped touring because Art's voice went out. And when right. he recovered, Paul wouldn't agree to a tour. <laughs> Ouch. And then Art did some interviews in the UK a few years ago where he just trashed him. He viciously attacked him. He called him a huge asshole, says that he regrets ever becoming his friend. <laughs> and he sort of burned that bridge. And Paul has said, look, we aren't speaking so I have no desire to go do that. And they toured from 03 to 09. It, it was off and on, but they probably did about 100 some concerts. They made a lot of money. And one tour that I, I think we were literally expecting them to announce, there were a lot of indications it might happen, yeah. was Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, and Jimmy Chamberlain, the drummer, has done some interviews recently where he's hinted at 2018. I, I kind of think this is going to happen. I think it's it, in the works. And Billy Corgan has said as much. He said that he's speaking to Darcy again. And the big shock was last year when James Eha came on stage for a few nights and played a whole set of Siamese Dream songs with him. I mean, this is sort of the Duff appearing with Guns N' Roses during the new Guns period. It, it's yeah. kind of like the canary in the coal mine of, okay, something's about to happen. Yeah, and, there, and there's been strong hints that Billy will start a new band with members of the current Pumpkins and then sort of have two separate projects. They'll be like the nostalgia group that's called Fashion Pumpkins and then the Zwan type thing. So I think this is just, I think the fact that he made peace with James Eha, which it was so toxic and they hadn't spoken in 15 years or whatever. I think what happened was a perfect circle is going on tour, which got James Eha busy. That's interesting. Who knew that Eha's schedule would be the... <laughs> <laughs> well, they play big shows, and I think they may, you know, I think that Darcy, she may need to sort of get her stuff together. She may need to sort of start to learn to play bass again and sort of get back in the limelight. That might take some time. For all you know, Darcy's been like practicing <laughs> and plays like John Ant Whistle every day. You don't know. You don't know what Darcy's doing with her bass. I'm just thinking out loud in that yeah, it might fair. take some time. Fair and then enough. to book a world tour to get the Coachella slot and everything, Thing, that's not instant. You need to really plan a whole year-long tour. That takes some time. But I'm thinking 2018 is, is the year of the pumpkins. The White Stripes, this will never happen, in my opinion. Never. When they ended, Meg seemed, you know, they ended that tour because she had a sort of emotional breakdown of some sort and then hasn't really been seen since. I think her last appearance in public was the last Conan at 1230. Um, this I think Led Zeppelin is still more likely. I think Led Zeppelin with John no, Bonham is more likely. The, than the difference White is the White Stripes are relatively young. No, it will not happen. 
I think I she co- hasn't. I bet Meg speaking. Yeah. Uh, you know, not to use your Darcy right. thing, but. I, I would be positive that Meg has not touched a right. drumstick since the but, last tour. Day. But let's think twenty years in the future. It's not going to happen. I put it at like forty-five percent at some point, and it could be in the twenty thirties. But I think it might happen. I think as long. The, wow! I can't believe you think that. Why? Why would I'm it not saying anytime yeah. soon? I'm saying that someone comes to them and is like, "Hey, Meg, do you want to make forty million dollars?" She's like, "No, I don't leave my house." Yeah. <laughs> I think if Meg will involve leaving my house and yeah. playing drums, then no. Anyway, no. So, all right, we'll, we'll agree to disagree. It will okay. never happen ever, I think ever, ever. Many decades from now, it will. Many. De- <laughs> they could be in their sixties. Who cares? Sure, uh, definitely there'll be a huge demand for the White Stripes reunion in forty years. Their fans, not forty, <laughs> twenty. Right. Anyway, let's agree to disagree. Okay. My Chemical Romance. I really want this to happen. I'm not sure mm, it will. I think it's inevitable. It could be three, four, five, six, seven years. I know he's doing well on his own. He's making money, but it's not the same. Do you know that he has a Netflix show coming out from one yes. of his comic books? He's Jardway is like secretly the most talented human being alive or something. He can do anything. He's doing fine. Or he can do two things. He can write comic books in front of a really yeah. good band, but th- those are the only important things. Yeah, as far but as they could be like Pavement or The Replacements where it comes back for like a three-month tour and that's it. Maybe. I, I think you're probably right. I think in some way it will re- what I would love for them is to reunite while they're still young enough to make vital music again. I feel like they were on the verge of transforming again and you know, I think they were one of the great rock bands and super underrated and yeah, I really would like them to come uh, back. I think they could pull a full fallout boy where they just come back roaring and their fans are still there, and it could it could carry on. I really think so. They just have to time it right so they don't wait so long that their fans like have basically forgotten. Right. They should do it next year. They should, and there were kind of like murmurings that it might happen. It turned out to be just an anniversary reissue or something, and people were really pissed off. Like bands, right. bands, do not do that. Do not do weird. Actually, it was the label. Their label right. did some kind of like countdown to Big My Chem News, and then it yeah. was like re- you know we're releasing the bonus edition of whatever, and it's like don't don't ever do that. People yeah. get very mad. Van Halen, like, did they officially even break up again? No, they did a big tour in 2015 off of their 2013 Live in Tokyo album, <laughs> which of course which, the, <laughs> they're groundbreaking. Epic, live and unlistenable live in Tokyo. Yeah, uh, it was ridiculous. But they did a big tour where they played a bunch of Dave songs, and they have a really weird thing where they pretend like Sammy Hagar didn't exist, and the band yeah. ended in '84, just like Michael Anthony. Yeah, yeah. But it, but at least play songs he was on. It's like they only <laughs> they haven't removed they haven't removed Sammy Hagar from the album art right. of the album. Well, that on. was a brief ridiculous thing. Uh, I think it's possible that, Van H- that you know that the fans are all saying that next year is the anniversary of the first album, and then then they're hoping at the very least there will be a tour where they play it straight through, which would be pretty cool. Right now, I want a Sammy tour personally. I, well, I which is say, happening. Yeah, there's a, a big tour this summer with Sammy and with Michael. No, I mean a, a Sammy. Oh, with Van, Hagar. Van Hagar yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah, Van Hagar tour. I think yeah. that would be great. I think Sammy's fantasy that he's told me and a bunch of other folks about is that the tour with both of them where they do two songs each they go back and forth it's never going to happen the reason it's not going to happen I'll just be blunt is that Sammy still sounds like Sammy David Lee Roth does not sound like anything that great lately and and it it would be David Lee Roth would never want that head to head comparison well and the Sammy thing there's just a sort of paradox the center of it Sammy will not go back if it's not with Michael Anthony on bass he would never agree to that great point and that's you know however however, Wolfie um 
is coming out with a solo album that I am super curious about. Yeah. I, I seriously, maybe I'm crazy, but I think Wolfie's solo album is going to yeah. kill. So, and if possible, then he goes off and has his own career, well, and then maybe Michael Anthony comes yeah, back. Yeah, I was reading on the fan forums, and they all are convinced for no reason other than just their dreams that next year is a tour in which Wolfie opens up, and then Michael's back on bass, and they do the first album for the anniversary. Then again, that would go against Van Halen's policy of like intense cruelty to Michael Anthony that <laughs> that we now know dates back to like at least 1984. But I think the money speaks here. I think if they do another tour, that's with Wolfie, the same hits, the same everything. It just kind of seemed played out. They've got to do something different next time. How about the Smiths? That's never happening. Never happening. <laughs> I mean, so we agree. I, I, I say that, but to, to, to come back, there's so many things that you thought were impossible that have happened. I think if five years from now, if they come to Morrissey and they go, because he, he talked about it in 08 to Johnny Marr. I mean, Morrissey yeah. seems to be getting increasingly eccentric. He is, but I think that there's so much money to be made here. They could do Wembley Stadium for 20 nights. So it, it, there could be a point where, where he could get like $200 million for it. How about REM? That's a tough one. I, I feel like they could play one more show. Well, what's encouraging is Stipe is engaged in music again. He's been playing shows. He seems more out there. Um, Yeah, I could possibly see it. I'd be surprised, and he's so rich that he doesn't really need it. Right. It's just, it would be nice. I think they need to reclaim their legacy. And there is no closure. It just kind of ended. It just kind of ended. But they, there must be reasons. I think they felt unappreciated. And it would be interesting to see them come back and be appreciated. They would need Bill Berry. I think to do it right, you get the original four. And it'll be a big deal. And in our last minute, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> do you, do you, is it down to zero? Well, December is the 10-year anniversary of the last show, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> At the O2 Arena. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was the tease, which was the cruel tease of the century. Was it two shows or one show? One it was just show. the one show, They right. did one night, that was it. They rehearsed for months to do a single concert, torture the fans that couldn't get in, and then stop. Jimmy spent like months just finding the right guitars, finding the right amps, where yeah. he kept practicing. All of, they appeared, by the way, on the cover of Rolling Stone. Yeah. And listen, what, yeah. is it pretty clear they were going to really reunite and tour and then Robert, as he told you, got somehow just got disgusted well, and people backstage? Platt, and Platt and Krause took off. What and happened? That, that's the real thing, right? He started finally to sell millions of solo records at the worst possible time. And then it just ended and it's a tragedy because they should have toured. So this has been Rolling Stone Music Now. We were just talking about bands that should or could reunite and that came out of my interview with Liam Gallagher who for one would really like Oasis to reunite besides the fact that he's in the middle of promoting a solo album. So we will be back next week at 1 p.m. On, here on Sirius XM's volume, channel 106. In the meantime, please download us as a podcast and subscribe to us as a podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us some nice reviews, too, as well. We really need them. And have a great week, and we'll be back next week. Welcome.
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.